Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. Team. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds. Well, without the computers. Talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo, it is another edition of Bryce Harper's favorite podcast. It is the High Hopes podcast. He knew. Jack, uh, you peaked as a human. Oh, yeah, no. There's the, a, there's nothing else like could, could come from this kid. The, uh, um, it's over. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's start with the most amazing person who has ever walked into Philadelphia here. The best first impression in the history of any city ever. No one could have come in. And become more of a Philly guy the moment he started talking. And Jack. <laughs> and Jack. He knew about Harperland. He knew about Harperland. Uh like he he has absolutely crushed the job interview. It's too good to be true, man. It does feel too good to be true. It it really does. Like today I was sitting at home and I go, I got a buffalo chicken cheesesteak for lunch. And I was sitting there watching his live <laughs> I, I was sitting there watching his live stream. And it was just like, I'm watching live streams of a guy facing like some scrub minor leaguer. And it's like, this is the most important thing going on in my life. Like it is the reason, like if you were like, well, why does he, why does he cost more than, than Manny Machado? We're not even sure he's a better player or whatever. Like this is why he costs <laughs> yeah, I think it's more pretty than, clear, than right? Manny Machado. Like, like Sports Center was doing a live stream of Bryce Harper. They're, they're live. They're taking his live press conferences. Like, the Phillies are the talk of the baseball world, and it is just like, for as excited as I am about, about Bryce Harper, like j- him rejuvenating this fan base has been amazing. I mean, they so- they've sold like 300,000 tickets. It's absurd. He's the highest selling jersey in 24 hours, 48 hours, every hour is possible. It keeps being in the history of sports. It well, is that, no. unbelievable. No, that's not. But this sport's dead. <laughs> no one no one cares about baseball anymore. But how, like, seriously, it, it's it's pretty cool, and I love that you mentioned that because in the Lost podcast that 
Maybe someday we'll put out there, but the podcast we did right before Rice Harper's Night, and it is a Thursday, by the way, so we're- We're, just, we're monitoring we're Twitter. We're monitoring. Things are going to happen. Listen, they always do. Dallas Cuckle may or may not be a Philly by be, the end of the day. Be. and we're going to get into that, too, assuming he doesn't sign while we're doing this. But um, look, in that, in that podcast, you talked about the Phillies having an opportunity- to take over this city. This is what we were talking this about. This is what we were talking about. And and it's it's happened like this immediately. An unbel- it is unreal the amount of of love and positivity especially after such a long drawn out process and the way Bryce Harper has come in here man. And obviously you and I and and anyone who listens to this podcast losing their mind with the high hope stuff and I had a buddy text me his huge news for Jack and the guy he does the podcast <laughs> with. So that's always fun. Um, yeah. But outside of that, just just everything, man. It's not just the the that type of connection to, to this podcast. It's the talking about the Roy Holiday number and, and how he he's the last person who should wear it. The saying he doesn't want to take Michael Franco's number because he's a freaking teammate. The knowing the Flyers were an expansion team that won a cup a few years I, after. Did, did I not say he's going to mention the? I knew he was going to mention on. the Flyers. De- unbelievable. And the I mean the, the talking about being the anti-LeBron, not wanting to people talking about is he going to the Yankees? Is he going to the Dodgers? And the want to win, and of course, and we'll dive into it. That the the fact that he's openly soliciting Mike. Trout to come to Philly, no Dude, one I, could have I, ever ever done better. I mean, it is he's perfect, Jack. I was I wanted to start weeping during that press conference. I know, dude. It was like like it was the most perfect press conference I've ever heard in my entire life. And let me just say something right off the bat, please. Philadelphia is a baseball town, mass with a football team. Kind of like I like, like it. Look, look at that. 2011, 2007 to 2011, the Phillies were a way bigger deal than the Eagles. The only reason the Eagles are even more popular in quotations than the Phillies is because they play once a week and they have an excuse to go to the Ooh, down I there. I like this a take right here. Like, listen, this is a baseball town. It's always been a baseball town. The Phillies have been around since 1883. They have. Let's uh, cute with the 1930s <laughs> <laughs> Eagles. I'm just saying that, like. Dude, oh, dude, they like listen. That's what I meant by the Phillies had a chance to just grasp this town and and, and take it over. And in signing Bryce Harper, I don't think they realized what they were doing. I, I, dude, I think it's gone way better than they could have ever imagined. And by the way, if he had like a three year opt out or a five year opt out, the the reaction is not like this. it's a totally different thing, dude. He signed a thirteen year contract with no opt outs. He said. I'm coming to Philly, and I'm never leaving. I'm going to the Hall of Fame as a I Philly. Mean, I'm hitting my 500th home run as a Philly. 600th. And and 600th. Both. 700? <laughs> Entering his prime, Jack. Entering his prime <laughs> if, no, in but, this ballpark. But I'm being dead serious. If he averages 32 home runs until he's 36 years old, he's going to get over 600. Which is crazy that's to all think it takes. about. And, that, and that's the thing, too. That And we talked about this a ton. guy's going to roll out of bed and hit 32 it's home runs It's unbelievable how young he is, man. It's unbelievable. We are getting this guy... Entering his prime. He's not even in his prime yet. It is. And you know what else? I was thinking about this today. If he does not have that bad first half, he probably costs $400 million. Oh, he does. It, 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 massive. And because of the injury. You know, I mean, like, the, and, and that's the thing with Harper. When he has those slumps, they're explainable. Like, you can find reasons for it, whether it was the shift adjusting to that. Injuries have hurt him. And, well, and a lot of last year was the launch angle stuff. And he was he tried to do the launch angle movement. And watching him, it just kind of, he looked like he was in a funk. And then... Uh, I, I listen. Can I just for every Phillies fan out there, you know the old saying, uh, "An apple a day keeps a doctor away." Mm-hmm. 
a Harper highlight tape a day. <laughs> it really does. It really does keep the doctor away. Like I, I find I, I'll listen. I'll re, like I don't rewatch movies. I'll rewatch Harper highlights. You're wearing a Bryce Harper jersey right now. It's baby blue, literally, and it is gorgeous. Uh, you, it makes my you're eyes the pop. first person I've seen in a Bryce Harper jersey. You didn't mess around. At all. Yeah, I didn't care. That was like $150. <laughs> it was the most important. Best money ever spent. Yeah. And You've this worn is... it twice in three days. So. Yeah, no, I'm never taking it off. <laughs> uh, if I could sleep with it, I would. Um, but I, you can. I know. I, I'm not, I don't sleep with my shirt on. <laughs> That's fair. And I'm not a big guy like that. I mean, I am a big guy, but not that kind of guy. <laughs> um, and I'm watching these highlights from last year in 2018, and like- you could just see the second half adjustments where, like, he stopped, he he was kind of getting a little too handsy, a little too movement, and the second half everything toned down. It was way smoother. And the one thing I was worried about um, in, in watching Harper, and I think it's actually a legit concern that no one's really brought up, is how violent his swing is. Uh, it's the it's the only concern I have. It's, like, the, it's the only because concern. It, when you're talking about longevity, you know, it is the type of thing where he swings so violently and so hard that. That will, at some point, lead to wear and tear to injuries. That type of stuff does happen. I, I, it's my only concern. And it's a minor one when you look yeah. at the upside and all that type of stuff. But I, I do think it's a, it's something worth bringing up. But the ball does just naturally it fly off. It pops thing. off. I mean, it's one of those cliches, right? The sound of the ball off the bat. Oh, it's a different just, sound. It's a different sound. You can hear it. If the pop is is... It's awesome. Oh my god! Like when the Phillies posted that first batting practice, I, I was just like, "Oh, so that's what a real power hitter sounds like." And then I go hear Michael Franco's, and it's like that. <laughs> it's like that. It's like wow. <laughs> Meanwhile, Harper's like, <laughs> "There's a difference." The Harper's schwack, and Franco's like, "Wow." <laughs> Michael Franco is a soft contact king. He is. I can't. And I can't Bryce take it. Bryce is not. Oh, Bryce is. Bryce is. Bryce just wakes up and thinks about mashing. <laughs> he is amazing. I just. I love him. I just. I, I well, just, and again, the, the mashing that that's a. But then also again, like I don't think. Look, we all, you and I, were were leading the Harper to Philadelphia bus for years, and we wanted him more than anything else in the world, but. None of us, none of us could have imagined that he'd be this good off the field, too. Because the on-the-field stuff we know, but obviously I thought, I the press he... conference, but like the family stuff, they're talking about wanting to... He's like, the, when he said, my kids, when I have kids, they're going to be from Philly, and that's going to mean something. I got chills. I'm like, look at this guy. He got chills. He's us. He's one of us. He got chills. He said he got goosebumps during it. It just feels like... And it feels authentic. He's so committed, man. Like, do you remember when Chip Kelly said, we're from Philadelphia and oh, we fight? yeah, of course. I was like, ah, come on. <laughs> that was the Stop first moment where I was like, listen. You're the least Philadelphia person I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and when Harper says it, I'm just like, I believe you. I believe everything he says. And like, I, and maybe, maybe. Look, I'm sure he's well coached up. He's polished. Yes, this very guy's clearly. The, this guy's been the face of the sports since he was 16. Very clearly. And it's exactly right. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. This guy knows how to talk to the media. And he was certainly well prepared. Scott Boris is a smart guy. I'm sure he was made sure he was prepared. But I'm with you, Jack. It, it goes a step further. Like, there's real genuineness to what he's saying. And especially what? when he's talking about family and, and how much that stuff matters to him and all that. It feels real. Isn't the most the most the most shocking thing from everything that's gone on so far uh from the press conference to coming on Marks and Reese has been like it's so much different than the perception i thought of him well that's the thing it's he's a soft speaker like who th- i he is so different from what you see on the field that guy to the guy sitting at the press conference or sitting with Marks and Reese like he's humble he's 
soft-spoken. He seems thoughtful, introspective. And, and then he gets on the field and he's an asshole, and I love it. And he's definitely grown up from the that's a clown question, bro. Totally. I mean, like he was he, 21 when that happened or whatever, 20 when that happened. Right. I mean, it was 20, yeah, because it was going to Canada. The, the question was about, are you going to drink? It was a clown question. It's like, are you going to drink because the legal age is 18 up there? It's like, all right, thanks, buddy. And he doesn't drink. Apparently. And he doesn't drink, too. He's a Mormon, so yeah, that, too. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it's just like, it's been, it's been an awesome week. Like the, the job interview to the city of Philadelphia, the, the not taking a, an opt out or anything and saying he wants to raise his kids here. Like he might actually visit Malvern prep with his kids. I, and, yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I do wonder like, where's he, where's he going to settle down? Listen, Westchester is a great area. Look at you. Listen, we ha- the Ruston High School is right there. City guy, come on. Baseball powerhouse. Come, come hang in the city with me, Bryce. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say we'll go get drinks, but never mind. Yeah, well, you can come. <laughs> we'll go. Get, we'll go get some juice or something. Yeah, It'll be we'll, fun. We'll go get some juice, but it's just it's been amazing. Um, and he's he's gave himself a, a definitely a bit of a grace period. Like, I, that's like a it, really good if, point. If, if he. If he had the opt out or whatever, and he doesn't, or even if he just didn't come in as as strong as he did after the prolonged, I mean, you know, I mean, how many people were calling up WIP, were on Twitter just saying, "Screw this guy, he's playing us, we don't want him," all that stuff, and obviously signs and everyone changes their tune, but I do think that if it weren't for how great he's been, there there could have been some lingering type of animosity, especially with a slow start. No, I agree, and 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 that won't be the case anymore. Like I I, I swear to God, James, I. Once a day, close my eyes and think about how opening day is going to feel. And I just can I can I just lay out my perfect opening oh, day for, for for Bryce Harper? Yes. So you know, yeah. Aaron Nola, one, two, three inning. Right. Move no. forward. Well, no, 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 no. This is I'm just taking the field. Like, oh, uh, you're going for the jump. Yeah, 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 Got no, you. no, no. Like this. Well, we is, already know the bow in right field. We okay, want we're getting that. there. Yes, we're okay. getting there. We're getting okay. there. So okay. this is I'm this. jumping the gun here. I'm you're, excited. You're, you're, it's exciting. We're talking about Bryce Harper taking the field for the Phillies on opening day. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. So what? It's probably going to be what 35, 40 degrees. It'll feel like a million. It's going to be amazing in there. But yes, it'll feel, let's say, 40 degrees. And you know, the guys are going to come in, the, the, the national anthem and whatever. And then Dan Baker's going to say, and now taking the field, the 2019 <laughs> Philadelphia Phillies. And then, and then Harper is going to make his slow trot out to right field. The crowd's going to slowly start parting like this, the Sea of Red or whatever, whatever that happened in the Bible or something. Yes, Moses, what he the did. The Red Sea. Yes. The, that guy. It was good. Yeah. That guy. In my that version. Dude. My version of the Bible. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to read the Jack Fritz Bible someday. Harper comes a slow jog out to right. Fans slowly start standing up into a crescendo. And then he's just like, he goes out there, and then all the fans in right field are doing, we're not worthy. <laughs> and they're all just bowing to Bryce Harper. Oh, and he man. bows down to them. And then everyone's just crying. Babies are are, are, <laughs> are being baptized in the right field bleachers. Like Babies are being made. <laughs> People are just openly just going at it in the stands. It's pure euphoria. I mean, if you thought if you thought Dollar Beer Night in Cleveland in the oh, 1970s was a, was a party, wait till opening day right field like like it's just gonna be it's just gonna be four hours well hope not three hours of just grown man tears baby tears wife tears like everyone hugging it's gonna be like woodstock in right field (laughs) it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing like woodstock (laughs) and i truly like i i we're we're going opening day, obviously. Like obviously. I'm just gonna use my press pass and go. I'm not paying for tickets because they're crazy now. By the way, well, shout out to the Phillies. Uh, uh, why do you sign Bryce Harper? Oh, yeah. How's, it, how's yeah. Through, he's already he's already paid back what 15 million. It's of his contract. Unbelievable, man. It's 
<laughs> and we said that. Look, we said that uh, the on-the-field stuff, we prefer Harper because of the ceiling and all that type of stuff. But the off, I mean, you can't quantify that. He's the face of the sport. And then now the way he's come in, it's just, it's just made it so much more dramatic. Like you said, with the Trout stuff, which we'll obviously get into um you know and and the the it, the phillies middleton's interview with angel like the phillies are like front page espn.com like they are the, the, <laughs> the center of the sporting world right now i know I, I, jack we told you jack you should sign him earlier and here's the thing too when you look at it take a step back and it might not be done look we'll get to keiko and kimbrell and all that stuff but when you step back and you remember the discussions that we had obviously talking about harper and all that but we went in and said, this is the most important offseason in the history of the franchise. And Jack, they not only had the best offseason in the history of the franchise, they had one of the best offseasons in the history Ever. of baseball. They had three all-stars from last year. It, I mean, it is... <laughs> and the best catcher in baseball that no one talks overhaul. about. It's an overhaul. A complete overhaul that has made you an instant World Series contender. Oh, how about, how about MLB. or MLB's Twitter account tweeting out, who had a better offseason, the Yankees or the Phillies? And the Phillies have like Harper, Real, Muto, McCutcheon, Segura, and there's just like Tulo, well, <laughs> James so Paxton. Si- I mean, that's the thing. is It's so silly. Like, trying to say like, oh, the Mets had a better offseason. What? What? Robinson Cano? I like Edwin Diaz, but you're relying on Jed Lowry? I mean... Well, Edwin Diaz didn't even sign to a contract exception. True which things, is, yeah. Which is, Insanity. Why trade for... Why give up those assets for the guy if you're going to just say... Uh, boy, Brody. Yeah. Well, they're the team to beat in the end. Maybe a higher agent. He has no idea how to run By the way, team. have we learned our lesson with Rob Palinka and, and Brody Van Wagenen? You thought we would have. Just stop. You thought we would have. <laughs> stop hiring agents. Yes. <laughs> Especially, and, and we mentioned this at the time, but... The fact that Chaim Bloom was the other guy up for that job. If they had hired Chaim Bloom, I would have been really upset because that guy is a brilliant baseball mind who's been with the Rays for a while, like a lot of smart baseball minds. That guy would have been a great general manager. I'm so happy they went with Van Wagen. Well, what if they hired Ruben? (laughs) Would have been fine with that too, Jackie. It was funny that... We're finally out of the mess that Ruben left us in. It was funny that... Uh, this is, are, we, are we doing a Mets podcast now? It, it feels like it, the funniest part about the whole Mets process was no one would interview with them, and Ruben wanted to, and they said no. Nah, <laughs> they said, we're, we're good. Yeah, we're good. We're fella. good. We're we're good. good. <laughs> All right, so I want to rank the, the most important parts of the Bryce Harper signing. Okay. Number one, playoff NOLA. Uh, we are gonna see. We are gonna see. Also, by the way, talking about knowing your audience, how about Harper saying, you know, oh, well, one of the best reasons, uh, one of the biggest reasons I came here was I don't have to face Aaron Nola anymore. It's like, give me more. Yeah, well, well, give it to me. And then I, I wanted to have a follow up question and say, well, now you got to face Max Scherzer, so let's That's relax. Fine. That's <laughs> fine. It's cool. I mean, Nola's obviously better. By the way, <laughs> by the way, Nola's first start against the Cardinals was. I just forgot how much I loved him. Oh. He is he is he is magical and we've said this before but he is the closest thing to Nick Foles when it comes to like I trust Calm, that guy. Totally. Everything's going to slow down in the that, moment. We talk about it all the time that Boston start, the biggest start he made last year in terms of the time and the moment and all that. And that Washington start where he struck out Harper late in the game. Um every Can't, time it was a big start he he and it wasn't just that he pitched well, it's that as people who watched every single start Aaron Nola had last year he looked like eye test wise, there was something extra. Yes. That guy. Like that Boston game was as good a game I've seen a Phillies pitcher pitch since Hamill's in the playoffs. Like I don't know. Well, you no know hitter. No hitter. Oh, uh, since Halliday. Since Halliday. Well, no, no, no. But Hamill's no hitter. Oh, and Hamill's no hitter. Yeah. Duh, I forgot about Hamill's no hitter. But you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like no. it was that type of performance and his ability to manipulate the ball and also just I mean his, it was a good preview of the World Series. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yes. Yes. 
Let's go. <laughs> I know. No, but don't you have this? I have this vision of like, first off, Bucks calling the game. Joe Bucks, of course, calling the game. Of course. And it's like, you know, probably 9.30 against the playing the Brewers. Feels like a, a Brewers kind of a kind of game down okay. in, in South Philly. Rally Tal's going like he has first and second two outs in the seventh inning. He's trying to get through it. The Phillies have a two nothing lead. Jeremy Jeffress on the hill. No, no, no. The Phillies are. The, the, oh, you know, I got you. Nola on the hill. Okay. Nola on the mound. First and second, two outs. Okay. Rally Tal's going. Christian Yelich at the plate. Sure, Yelich at the let's, plate. Let's get real here. Yeah, yeah no, I want a left handed at the plate. That's yeah. a good call by you. Okay. And it's a one two count. First and second, Yelich at the plate. Nola on the mound. A two-seam running fastball oh. starts at his freaking shoulder oh. and ends up in the middle of the plate. Nola gets him, and then Buck goes, and Nola's through seven. Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, I, I think about that. I think about that once a day. So, All right, so, so no, playoff Nola, one. Playoff Nola is number one. Uh, number two is that uh, Nick Pavetta's biggest crutch, which was Bryce Harper, which Bryce Harper uh, batted 333, 538 OBP, 1100 OPS, and two homers off of Nick Pavetta. Mm-hmm. Nick Pavetta's ERA just went down a little bit more, so breakout Pavetta is even <laughs> breakout Pavetta is even more incoming. And uh, Harper mentions Pavetta in the introductory press conference. He did. I felt- and shout out to JT Romuto who said. He's got nasty stuff. Yeah, that was like right up Jack's alley. And right then he there. said Vince Velasquez had disgusting stuff and whatever. Well, you know, we we take what we like and we throw the rest away. So Jack. The, the first most important part of the Nola of the uh, of the Bryce Harper signing is one playoff Nola, two breakout Pavetta. How it affects Nick Pavetta, of course. Yes. And three is having Bryce Harper on the field. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst list of all time. I love it. I love it. Can I say something? Yeah, of course. Can I say something? That's why we're here, Jack. Uh. Listen, if Can you I say something, by the way, this is the type of thing that Jack will do through text. He texts me earlier today and he goes, can we talk about something? And I'm like, yeah, like sound serious. What is it? He just goes, Bryce Harper's a Philly. And I'm like, yes, I know. Well, speaking of that, <laughs> if you want to get the best reaction out of people, like just send them, the, the, do this to your friends or maybe your parents and say, hey, mom, can we talk about something? <laughs> And then they text back like, it really works. "Sure, honey, it really works. Like whatever you need, drop them, drop them with a Bryce Harper's a Philly, and then <laughs> wait for the reaction. It's truly remarkable. So if you listen, if you want to take part in my fun little game that I create for myself, <laughs> um, take a screenshot and add yes. spot. I think it'd be funny to it see. Were, uh, as someone who has been the recipient of this many <laughs> times, without the Bryce Harper's a Philly, always something similarly either obvious or inane in that spot." Um, I can tell you, it's funny because at first you're like, now I know you, so now I don't. But you're like, oh God, yeah, what's wrong? And then when you say something like that, you're just so happy that nothing is wrong that you're like, oh yeah, great. It's fun. I texted I texted Ryan Spader last night and I was like, hey, can we, talk, can we talk about something serious? And he was like, sure, brother. And I said, Bryce Harper's a <laughs> Follow Aces Spader on Twitter, by the way, <laughs> among the best follows in baseball Twitter. Um, all kinds of fun stats. He tweeted out one uh, earlier today, I think it was... Tony Gwynn could have gone O for his next like 1,192 at bats and still be over 300 for his career. He tweeted out something. Wild, he tweeted out something that Joey Votto could go hitless in his next 2,000 some at bats and have a higher career OBP than Billy Hamilton. See, this is the, this stuff is great. <laughs> like this stuff is great. So follow Ace Spade on Twitter. He's a, a great follow. And the other thing I was thinking about is that I don't know why I thought of this, but I was thinking about the Dodgers negotiations, oh. and I just had this thought. And I don't know if John. You, want, you didn't know Bryce wants to go to LA, though, right? Right. Did you know that? He's actually wearing Philly stuff yes, now. Yes, he I'm wants not, I'm, to be in LA. I'm so. not sure he's a Philly yet. <laughs> I'm not sure he wants to be a Philly. I had this. I had this thought that Jonathan Broxton was handling the Dodgers negotiations. <laughs> what? And the Phillies took him deep what? again. <laughs> Into the night, baby. 
They are. I didn't know where you were going with that, but that was that was good. That was strong. I don't know if Jonathan Broxton is handling the Los Angeles Dodgers negotiations, but in my mind, he was. And Matt Sayers, Chooch, and J-Roll just owned him once again uh, and got Bryce Harper. Here's another question for you. Yes. Who pulls off Bryce Harper's helmet when he hits a home run? <laughs> I'm going to say Reese because he's going to be batting no, after No, 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 no. Batting it, after No, it's not gonna, it can't be Reese because Reese is going to be walking to the plate. This is when he gets to the dugout. Oh, when he gets to the dugout. You've you know, seen it. Yeah, when they rip it off. Yeah, okay. And he whips back his beautiful mane. Yeah, good good call. Um, he really does have a majestic it's mane. It's a beautiful head of hair, man. <laughs> well, that's just so funny, too, going back to your point about, like, the images of this guy. Like, you see him, you think of him as this way, and then you hear him talk, and you hear what he has to say, and he's so not that guy. Loved his answer where where he said his dad would kick his ass if he rested on his laurels. I thought and, that was pretty uh, Listen, good Bryce, I, I totally understand, but, like, like you're not you're not a super hustle guy. Like let's not let's not act like you're Chase Utley reincarnated. He can be a t- Here's the thing: when he he's he, gotten he goes hard, out. but yes, the, Bryce Harper will not run every single ball. Right. So let's just. And I, I, hey, guess what? Little something to tell you. Other than maybe Chase Utley and Trout and Trout, which is true, he does. Nobody runs every ball out. No. It's just the way of the sport. No, no, no. And I, I don't care. Yeah. yeah I just yeah. want to say, Bryce, <laughs> let's not act like you're something you're not. <laughs> like you, you have had dog in it moments before, and you did. You had, you were pretty bad in right field last year. You weren't sliding for anything. So, so. back to your question. Yeah. Who pulls off his helmet? I feel pretty good about it. Seems like a fun dude. Batting in front of him, so we'll be back by then. Gene Segura. Segura. Fun dude, man. Okay. Looks like he's got some spunk, a little attitude. I like it. I like Segura. I can see. I, I have two candidates. In the video of when he came to the Phillies, of him celebrating, looked like he's a That guy really, fun like, guy. Yeah, like, was, really likes being a Philly. I know. And by that the was way, before we got Bryce Harper and Romuto. By the way, Gene Segura, player comp. Placido Polanco. What do you think? Um, I think he's- That's hitting-wise. Uh, hitting-wise, obviously, because he's a better fielder. Segura. Um, I think he's a better hitter than Polanco, but I I think Polanco's it's a, a career three hundred. Uh, Polanco's, I mean, Segura's close to that. Like, um, I think all right, I it's a fair point in that I think Polanco is somewhat underrated when you think about him historically. People, I put that comp on Twitter and people were I like just, mad at me. I just think Segura, <laughs> I like, well, Pol- I think Segura does more is what I'm trying to say. Segura's a little faster, maybe more pop, touch like a touch more pop. I think it's a solid comp. I, I think so, they just seem like different players, but when you actually just look at the numbers, I'll bet you it's actually pretty close. Well, they have the same kind of like uh, the bats, like mm-hmm. it's out a little bit, and they have the same inside out swing. I think Segura's just seems more athletic than Polanco, like just from, you know, the fielding and all that type of Definitely stuff. Definitely a way smaller head. <laughs> yeah, too bad. Although, true. although, all right. <laughs> As most do. <laughs> Bigger question. Okay. Uh, who's, These are great. Who's got, who's, got a, who's got a bigger ass, Gene Segura or Antonio Bastardo? I mean, Antonio Bastardo, <laughs> obviously. Is he a Kardashian? I, he could be. He qualifies from an ass perspective. I mean, if that's the only qualification, Listen, yes. Segura's thick. I'm being honest with you. <laughs> yeah, he is thick. He's thicker than you would think. He's going to make a nice second baseman in like I'm two so, years. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Dude, Gene Segura, and I, I understand. Like, we, we haven't even talked about, like, in, in a macro sense. Like, Gene Segura is, like, almost, almost an afterthought for Phillies fans of this offseason and he's such a good player. He's going to be so much more fun to watch than Scott Kingery at short or whoever you want to throw out there. Dude, he's such a breath of fresh air. Like, yes. just watching these spring training games. He he, he hits. The he ball. hits the ball. Like, he hits it. He doesn't all strike the out. Time. He doesn't strike out. It's unbelievable. Like, a guy who actually makes contact all the time. It really is it, a breath of fresh air. People, That is the way people are going to feel about Segura. Yeah, and... Uh, obviously, the the new way of, of putting up together lineups is having a... Uh, one of your best players batting two. 
But I just think ha- not having Gene Segura be your two hitter is such a waste of I Gene he, Segura. I, he has to be the two. I feel. I feel when we make these, and you and I have done this. We've texted them to each other. We've done it on Twitter all the time. Like the ideal lineup, and I know we've gone back and forth. Every single lineup I have made has Segura in the two. Over. It just makes too much it's sense. Just it's the spot. For Doesn't him. strike out and like. He's not He'll a great move runners over for you. He does all the stuff you want from a two hole hitter. And he's not a great OBP guy. So having him lower in the lineup just hurts his hurts his value. Yeah. So um but I was thinking the other day, just watching the lineup kind of play itself out. They're they're I I know this is kind of obvious, but their one through six is gonna be ridiculous. Just, it's just from, be absurd. Just from man. A, a hard to get out standpoint. Like like Cesar Hernandez was I think fourth or fifth in baseball and pitches seen per plate appearance last year. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to be the leadoff hitter. I'd rather. I thought about this the other day. I'd rather have him be my leadoff hitter because I know he's going to at least grind pitchers out, and I'll have him be my leadoff hitter because I think McCutcheon can actually do more damage in the six hole. And and I'm fine with that. I think look, McCutcheon can still get on base. Obviously, oh. at a 421 OBP with the Yankees clip. last year as a leadoff guy for them. So I'd be fine either way. But uh, it seems like Kapler wants Caesar to be his leadoff hitter anyway, and I'm fine either way. I do agree with you. That if because if Caesar's not the one, we both agree he's got to be nine. Yes, you know for the way we want to structure lineups. Yes. and McCutcheon can be a six hole for you. You know he can drive, drive some runs, runs in. for you exactly. And he so. looks great, by the way, dude. I'm, they might have they might have they might have found a steal. might have got a little steal. I feel the same way. We haven't talked about like him as well. He seems motivated to like I'm gonna get back to MVP, not MVP level, but right. like really elite level play. He's only 32. He, yeah, I think he might, is he 32? I thought he's 31. Did he turn 32? Two. Yeah, but the point is like there's still some baseball left in Andrew McCutcheon. His bat looks quick. And and we haven't even you know just from a macro perspective the. The the fact that that guy's going to come in and uh, look, I know we sometimes get go overboard with leadership and all that type of stuff, but I mean Andrew McCutcheon's one of the best people in the sport. Yes, and he's someone who, like you said, has won an MVP. He's been to the playoffs. He's done all this type of stuff. He's the type of guy they need in this. Lo- they don't have guys like that in this locker. And it does t- having McCutcheon does take the pressure off of Reese and I think Harper as well as a face of the franchise. And look, Harper is the face of the franchise, face of baseball. He seems to be. Um, you're welcoming that too, which is awesome. But which he didn't do in Washington. No, I, no, and I think that's part of because look, if you go somewhere when you're 19 or whatever, and you're playing with a lot of the same people over the years, and you know guys like Scherzer are there pretty much the whole time you're there, and worse there until you know the end. And I think it's one of those things where you know, in, in a lot of people's eyes, you're kind of always that 19 year old kid. You know, even if you're Bryce Harper, even if you win the MVP and all that, they still kind of look at you as the young dude. Whereas when you come here as the $330 million guy, as the face of the franchise, I think everyone, even the McCutcheons of the world, and, and obviously McCutcheon, more stature in terms of longevity in the game, vet, all that, but I think that they just look at Harper differently. They look at him as someone coming in to be a leader. So yeah. I, I think it's an interesting thing to bring up, though, for sure. For sure. So the and the, uh, the, the one through six, like you have Hernandez, who is a pitches per plate appearance monster. Mm-hmm. Like he sees a lot. Uh, you have Segura, who's a 300 hitter, who moves guys along, who doesn't strike out. He was the fourth hardest guy to strike out in baseball last year. Then you have Harper in the three hole, which is also nice, by the way, because uh, sees our switch too, so you can get that kind of yeah, you know, righty lefty, righty lefty thing going more. Yeah, so either Harper or Hoskins in the three or four hole. I think it's Harper for me personally. Okay, and then he well, and Hoskins in the four. Well, it's is probably, the way I would do it. It's probably yeah. better for Harper to be in the three because he has a way high, not a way higher chance. But he has but a higher, and he has a higher, yeah, higher chance to get on base. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. A higher on B, on BP, so. Right, and then you have Hoskins in the four hole, who who saw the most pitches per plate appearance last year. Then you have Real Muto, who I think people just forget is on the Phillies sometimes, who is amazing, and and, and also someone who. When you look at it, first of all, his numbers for just being a catcher make him elite because catchers don't hit 
that well ever anymore. It's just a lost position, it seems like, from an offensive perspective. But I don't think people understand, like, Miami might be the worst park to hit in yes. baseball. Like, it is it is a cavern down there. He's going to, his numbers are going to improve coming to Citizens Bank. He might be a 25 25 guy this year. 25 doubles, 25 homers. Yeah, he could be. And and he also runs a little bit, or at least used to. Didn't as much last year, but he might not steal bases the way he used to, but he's a good running catcher. Like, he'll take first to third, he'll be aggressive on the base pass. And I know that's a minor thing, but, but he's just, he's such the total package. Yes. Real Muto as a player. And at that position, there is no one else in baseball as a total package anymore. And then the six hitter, Prime McCutcheon. Is, is it's a, amazing. He was number 10 in pitcher scene for plate appearance last year. 400 plus OVP with the Yankees. Think about how tough that is for pitchers, man. Think I know. about that stretch. I know. And then if you get locked and then in. And if you get Oduble. Oh, my God. If, if, you lo- can if he's be, locked in. <laughs> I mean, they could they could lead baseball in runs. Like, I mean, I, the Red Sox, the Yankees, there are some serious lineups this out is there. Built, this is built just like the 08 team. It, it could be that good a lineup. It really no, could. You have Nola being the faraway ace. Yep. You have it Eric, does have a lot of similarities, yeah. And, and then they have the back of the bullpen, which with Sir Anthony and Robertson. I don't know if Robertson's going to go forty-eight for forty-eight. It would be nice, but I don't think he's going to do that. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. and then the lineup. I mean, you have two thirty-five-plus home run guys batting three or four. It, man, I know. I like. Don't it, get too excited. It, well, every once in a while, it just hits you when you're talking about it and you're thinking about it. it. Just hits you, and it's like, holy. You know what, man? Like, holy crap. We are we are not only a real baseball team, but a real contending baseball team that is fun with youth and talent and guys you want to root for. And it's just, it's too good to be true, Jack. That's like what I keep coming back I to. I know. They're, and they're fun. Oh, like they're it's a been fun such a team bummer to watch. The last eight years. It's been such a bummer to be a Phillies fan for the last eight years. I know. And now it's but, like. Was it all worth it? Yes. <laughs> Of course it was. What if I told you five years ago Bryce Harper's going to be a Philly? Well, I mean, we told each other like two years ago, so okay, not that well, far away. But yeah, no. I, look, I know, man. Dude, I, I used to hate Bryce Harper. Like, I used to love I always him. liked him. I always, I, I didn't like him because he was the national, but I, I always liked the dude. I liked the I liked the fire he had. I liked the when he's going, how great he could be. Obviously, you don't like any national, but I never... I never hated Harper the oh, same I way, and I get it. I think you know. Look, he's a national. I have no problem hating him when he's there, but I never had that kind of same vitriol for him. I always liked him. Nah, he was like the blow- I get it. The Most blowing people, kisses. I think I'm probably on the 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 other side of this. I think a lot of people are probably on your yeah. Side. The blowing kisses to the pitchers in the minor leagues, and then Hamels <laughs> plunking him when he squared up on Hunter Strickland. I was like, <laughs> all right, that's because Hunter Strickland was an asshole. I hate him, and and that was such a bush league thing to do because he owned him. Dude, his, Buster Posey didn't even have his back. His own catcher was like, "Go, do it. I'm not. I'm not taking that asshole's back." I well, mean, that's, he, that's not surprising from Buster I, Posey. I appreciate. I like Harper. Harper. Harper's a man, dude. <laughs> I, I, I'm. I'm. This is so freaking exciting, man. This is so exciting. I can't believe he's ours. I, I, he's ours. Every day. Every day I wake every, up. Every bat for the rest of Bryce Harper's career, we're gonna be rooting for him. He's gonna be our guy. He's going to go in the Hall of Fame as a Philly. Oh, <laughs> you which, can't say it enough. Which is like, crazy. We can just keep saying that. Which is crazy. Which is crazy. And let me get to the, I forgot to leave this out. This is actually like a serious best part about this deal. Okay. Is that. Oh, you weren't serious about Pavetta Brink? I mean, you know I was being dead serious, but <laughs> this is this is one that people won't make fun of me for. Um, um, everything, everything just makes sense now, and they don't have to. Like they don't have to rely on these prospects coming up and being the saviors. They can just supplant the older talent with the young talent and keep things moving. Hey, hey, hey. 
All right, well, hold on, hold on. Let me, John, let me ask you a very important question. Johnny Marks walking in the studio. What was Harper's face when you asked him about Harper Lent? He, <laughs> he, he, he looked over at me and was like, Oh yeah, I knew about that. Like he was, he was excited. You could tell in the answer that he was excited. Say, oh, I know about that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something clicked in his head where it was like, yeah. Did he say his sister or his friend told him it was his sister? Sister, yeah. Yeah, like he. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, no, he was genuinely excited that he was paying attention. I mean, he was paying attention to what was going on. So, congrats to the High Hopes podcast for starting Harper Lent. Thank you for. Bringing it up, I mean, you, you and I are our heroes but, forever. But like, it, that was so cool. Yeah, but it was. I mean, it was, it was relevant, but still, it was neat. It was relevant. It was. All right, I gotta go. I gotta, gotta go. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, shout out to those guys, and then Ike, shout out for wearing your high hope shirt with, with the Bryce? picture with Bryce Harper. I like. That, Listen, Bryce, that, this is an open invitation. Come on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, you already know it's your favorite podcast. It's the only one you've heard of in Philadelphia, obviously, because <laughs> it got brought up to you, and you knew about Harperland. So, you know, we love you. Yeah. Come I on, Bryce. literally only thought about you for four months. <laughs> He's wearing your jersey. Yes. Multiple Every days day in a row. Every day for the rest of my life. Watching highlights. <laughs> and I did buy a 2X just in case I put on more weight. So... Oh, Jackie. Yeah, if you know, I you figured I might the other way. Out. You gotta go the other way. Gotta go you know, I'm gonna grow into this the <laughs> well, right way. I was being realistic. <laughs> you are drinking beer again, so yeah, it's a good point. Um, um, so hold on, let me get back to my point. Yes. Um, like, like the the difference between how the Phillies are built right now versus after the run in eleven, they are a way more functioning powerhouse to where. They're not going to—I don't think the Phillies are—they might not make the playoffs for a year or whatever, but it's not going to be the super downturn that we saw after 2011 because, like, like they they, they have Baum ready to go. They have to get—the only prospect they gave up this offseason was Sixto. Yep. And while I love Sixto, and he, I hope he blossoms into Pedro Martinez Jr., and they don't pay him in four years so he can come back and, yeah, be, right? and be our adopted well, son they, again. Well, that's when they don't pay him, right. let's say, that's, if he does. That's yeah. another point. Um. I just think that they are in such a healthy position, and adding Harper, it just everything just fits into place now. Like when I watched them in the spring training, it was like they need that one more thumper to really make this thing going. Now Hoskins is back at first, Cesar and Kingery at second. Like that'll eventually work his way out, and Kingery will be your second baseman. Segura at shortstop, like he is a actual living shortstop. Yeah, which yeah, is crazy like a, to a see. A guy who knows how to play the position. He can wow. physically hit a baseball, unlike it's their last two shortstops. Um, <sighs> Franco, obviously, whatever, third, but if Bohm progresses, Bohm could be here next year. Sure. And if you add Alec freaking Bohm, who Chris Bryant, J.D. Martinez mixed together <laughs> as your as your six-hole guy. On. Chris Bryant and J.D. Martinez. arms are in the air. Good. <laughs> okay. It's good. But I'm just saying that if you add him, he's another top three talent that you can add to this team. Mm-hmm. You have Adam Hazley. Who looks like Brian Giles reincarnated, which is a Joe Giglio comp, which I thought was amazing. I, I was a big Brian Giles guy back in the day. Yeah, he was a little roided up. Was a, yeah, well, who wasn't <laughs> back in the day? And he, honest to God, his swing looks like Utley's. And if you have him, he can supplant McCutcheon in left field. Like, like McCutcheon's going to be here for three more years. And this is what I was saying. If you want to go after Trout, and sure, Harper's contract's great. It's $26 million, but you're going to have to pay Reese. You have Nola. Like, you cannot be paying $50 million for Andrew McCutcheon. Like, you can't. You know what I mean? So yeah. they need to have cheap, cheap talent on this roster if they're going to bring in Mike Trout. So you have you have Hazley ready to go and left. I think he's going to be a fantastic major leaguer. I know I said a couple months ago that Moniac's better than Hazley. He's not. Hazley, oh, Hazley, back on the Hazley train. Hazley's bat to ball skills are elite, and he is borderline untouchable for me right now. Wow. And I, the the power, wow, the power, he's back. the power has become unlocked. Jason Ochart. I don't know if he even Our talked hero. to him yet. Our I don't hero. know if he talked to Adam Hazley yet, but in my mind, it's all Jason Ochart's. <laughs> <laughs> it's why why he's broken out. Also, 
most important offseason moves. Harper, O'Chart, everything else. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you have you have Hazley going to be ready to go in left field. If Moniak can be used in a trade, or it could be even pretty good, you have Herrera in center, who's a cheap contract. If 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 they move on from him, maybe Hazley plays center field, McCutcheon plays left, or Moniak's ready to go, he can play center. Or Mike Trout. Or Mike Trout. Center field. Like, it's just we every- know Mike Trout's going to play center field. Everything well, and then I play corner outfield, but like thirty-two. But yes. everything, everything. He's a good enough fielder, by the way. Like, and just a smart enough center fielder. Where I think he could play it past his prime, so to speak. But yes, everyone eventually, moves. yeah, everyone moves. But it just everything has fallen into place, and they didn't have to give up much to assemble this team. Like, obviously, they gave up six though, but they still have high-level prospects in Medina and Howard and JoJo Romero. Who I don't know why they would sign Dallas Keuchel when JoJo Romero is just as good, and like when when you're I love when you just drop these takes in like the the uh, bomb one there you're just as good you, know, you just squeeze them right in there everything is just falling directly into place and the next decade like the Phillies are going to own the 2020s like they're gonna freaking demolish the 2020s and when Mike Trout comes back to this which city, is happening. As you said, the moment we did the Bryce Harper podcast, before Bryce Harper even started publicly recruiting him, before Jim Bowden said it's happening, before all what, the- What was Bowden doing? He was listening to our <laughs> podcast and literally quoting you. I think he quoted you on the podcast. Um, look, we believe Mike Trout's going to be there, and we'll get into the, the that in a sec, but I think your point is really strong, Jack. And it's part of what we talked about last week, the idea of the, the core that they have now is all around the same age for the most part. Obviously, McCutcheon a little yeah. older, but- you talk about, you know, Hoskins, Ramuto, um, Harper, Nola, a little younger, but like right Kingery. age, Kingery, like they've Herrera. got, a, and then I think the great thing with not only do they, they have these guys coming up, but you alluded to it with Moniak, they have the ability to supplement the major league roster. They have so much qua- yes. quantity of guys and talent in the minor leagues, and maybe they don't have the the Vladger Juniors or the Fernando Tatises or the mm. super high-end guys, but they have a lot of good players. And that's the type of stuff you need to put together packages, whether it's Baumgartner at the trade deadline or this or that. Like th- It gives them so much flexibility from a roster construction standpoint, both having young guys who can come out and fill in, but also having those assets that you can use for trades, for whatever, to supplement the roster as well. And oh, by the way, the genius GM they have doesn't hurt either moving into the future. King Clan, it's so okay. As as a podcast, to anyone who's listened to this for a long time, and, and maybe we got some new listeners, welcome. You'll find out we're a family here. We, we love, love you. you. We love you. We just haven't met you, but we love you. We love you. If you're listening to this podcast, we love you. But um, we have long, long been on that kind of uh, kind of corner, as it were. Um, so uh, you know, Jack, I uh, best GM in the city. Like it's just it's so nice, and John Middleton has done it nonstop. It's so nice to finally not feel like we're alone. <laughs> I mean, to not finally feel like, oh yeah, Matt Clintac is good. We were right. Matt Clintac is good. He, like the Segura trade, he flipped J.P. Crawford, who we're not sure can even hit, and and Carlos Santana, horrible contract, a horrible well, contract, and, being... and a horrible more and a horrible fit more than anything. We we I think Carlos Santana, we both do, was kind of derided more than he deserved here. But yes. it's because it forced Hoskins. That's the great thing about that trade. And when you hear a lot of executives or whatever, all these people talk about, it, it's that a lot of people think it was the best move the Phillies made all offseason because it filled so many holes with one move. It made everything fall into place. You have Hoskins back to first. Pazos. You have James Pazos, which is the most important part Pazos. of the trade. Um, you have him. At, you have Segoritz at shortstop, just making everything smoother. Obviously, it kind of supplanted Kingery, but 
Listen, we got to make sure Kingery can play first before yeah, we don't making know. a spot for him. Yes. Um, and and I, th- I still do believe in Kingery long term. I don't know what he's going to be, but I, I believe there's something there. But look, uh, to also to your point, like while they are young and growing together, this is a team that has expectations this season. So it's a balancing act. We're trying to figure out what Kingery is, but also making sure you win baseball games. But Klentak, he, he kept the books open for this offseason. He planned for this offseason. And, and he is like... I don't want them signing anyone to any more three-year deals until Mike Trout's definitely not coming. Like, I don't want Keuchel. Like, unless it's a two-year with an option for a third year or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, keep the books open as as long as you can. Like, I'm cool with that. Well, again, especially because you think about the youth they've got, you know, whether it's obviously we're all in a Pavetta, but you hope Eflin, you find out what Eflin is. You find out, and I think we all know what Velasquez is, but you find out, and you still have options. You have the trade deadline. Guys like Madison Bumgarner, when the Giants are 20 games under 500 at the trade deadline and him leaving at the end of the season, he's going to get traded. Like, there will be guys that well, you can add and, to, and, uh, to supplement to find out after you find out where those guys are, and as opposed to bringing Keuchel in now, and yeah, you get a full season of him, but, you know, I think that you also don't get to find out what some of these guys are as well, too. Right, right. So that I don't think it's a bad plan. Go, I mean, listen, do people forget the only reason this team was good last year is because of the starting I know, rotation? It's so funny because it, all you hear is like, yeah, they're good everywhere, but this pitching's going to be a real problem. It's like, the pitching was the only reason they won 80 games last year. I know. Like, all year long, it was like, the pitching staff is carrying this squad. I know. It's crazy. So, so Better I, defense by him this year, too, yes, which is going to help. Yes, which is going to lead the Pavetta breakout. Because um, watching him last year, it was just so annoying. It was all their faults. It wasn't, <laughs> fault. it wasn't his fault at all. A couple times it was, but, but um, I agree with you. But no, it's it's the, the defense will be way improved, and... I'm cool going into this into the season without Dallas Keuchel. Do I think do I think he would help? Probably. I mean, he se- would. He would help. 70- Let's take the money, take the years, all that out. This season, right now, Dallas Keuchel is a better option than Vince Velasquez or whatever. I mean, he is. Seventy-seven percent of his ground balls last year turned into outs. Like that's a ridiculous number. It's really high. <clears throat> so listen, he would make them better. I, I I fully understand that. But would I rather have? Would I rather not? Like I don't know if Keuchel's gonna be great. So I'd rather just see if Bumgarner bounces back and then take a shot on him at the deadline, or a Robbie Ray trade, like a Robbie Ray. I watched him yesterday. Yeah, you're bad. You, you're, you're finally on Giulio's side on this one. I don't love Robbie Ray. He I just, I, I can't. I look, the stuff's there and all that. It's just he had one good season, one good season, one good season, and it wasn't even last season. Now let me ask you something. Do you trade Williams as soon as possible, or do you wait till the deadline? I think. I understand the idea to trade him as soon as possible, and you might get more value for him, but um, I think that it, it really, for me, it's dependent upon health. It, it, I don't know if Roman Quinn's going to start the season. Well, how does that, I don't know I, if Oduble's going to be know, ready people, to go. People have brought that up to me, and I really don't get it. Because Nick Nick Williams can't play center anyway. He's a he's a bat. He's a bat off the bench. You but know like, I, mean? I mean, look, you could move theoretically if you had to. You could move Harper to center field for a couple innings if you had to. Type of thing. And regardless, I think it's more that like when you look at this Phillies team's bench bats, if you're just forgetting positional ability, I mean, Nick Williams is their best pinch hitter. He's yeah, the best pinch hitter. But he's also like you can get something for value for can him. Can you? Where he's not... And look, it, and and that's what it comes down to. It's all it's all dependent upon what his value is. If you go is, to the deadline, what are you getting for Nick Williams right now? Who's giving you anything for Nick Williams? If you go to the deadline and he's your pinch hitter your whole first half of the season, then he has absolutely no value because you're not playing him anymore. And people not, uh, don't know. I think if you he's forget getting... that he's Babe Ruth when he pinch hits, Jack. Right, but I, like that's just <laughs> not that's not the best allocation of Nick Williams. Look, I'd rather I, I, I would rather use him in a, in a trade. If you can get something for him, I'm fine with that. I just would don't you, know what you're getting him in a Robbie Ray trade. The second, sure, and I'm not a huge Robbie Ray guy. It depends on what the other pieces are, but 
Yeah, if you can use Nick Williams to get a starter, sure. I mean, I'm just worried that when it comes to the deadline, that, that he's going to have at zero value, like zero value. Whereas right which now, is possible. I think if he's not playing, like yeah, that's fair. I just don't. I don't know if he has much more than that now. I don't know what his value is. It's kind of fair. I'm worried about just having nothing for him at that point because he's because the Phillies obviously would have to get rid of him and whatever. And I, I think. If they can get a starter for him, I think that's more value than get than him pinch hitting late in games. Like I would rather. Sure. But if you're going to get like a B level prospect for him, I think it's more value to have him pinch hitting. Okay, but I'm yeah, that's fair. I'm using him in a starter deal. Right, and and, and that's fair. And look, if you're going to get a bullpen arm for him that that you think can help or whatever, Will fine. Harris, Will Smith, Will Smith, Will Smith, Will Smith, yeah, Will Smith. Um, also, I haven't really mentioned, but I I really do think they did a really nice job with this pen too. Um, obviously, Alvarez we haven't talked a lot about, but I like that move a lot. Nicasio gave is a Luis good Garcia for him. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> like, I, I, I never wanted to see Luis Garcia pitch for the Phillies ever again, and they actually got something for him. Well, it's um, crazy that Pazos, Nicasio. I mean, they did a nice under the radar job with the pen too. Well, it's crazy that it's crazy that Edward Ramos is like their f- sixth best best right hander yeah, at this point. He was their best pitcher at times last year <laughs> in the pen. And Arano is like not even, he's like an afterthought at this yeah, point. Remember Arano was like 30-something consecutive scores. <laughs> I mean, you know, and I think we've talked about it, but we're both very in on the Sir Anthony full breakout season. Oh, he's like a full year, good to go, prepared for the grind. He's going to be all-star. He's going to be an all-star. Yeah. There's a little, I think the Phillies might have five all-stars this year. Yeah, well, I think it's just dependent on how they select the all-star team, but he, he will be talented enough to be an all-star. If he's not closing, if he's not saving games, you know, well, Hater was an all star. No, I know it can happen. Hater also had like a fifty percent strikeout rate. Let's not get carried away. By the way, here. Jordan Hicks is striking out thirty-one batters per nine right hey, now. I mean, the dude throws one hundred and five <laughs> miles an hour or whatever. He was so. disgusting as the Phillies. The other uh, day. Dude, I, he's one of the. If he can harness it, it obviously the the sky's the limit for that guy from from a reliever standpoint. But, for sure. Um. All right. Um. Any other roster type things? We'll get into spring training in a second, and obviously. And a Los Angeles Angels outfielder currently, not for long. A um, few more years. Any other uh, any other kind of roster discussion points you wanted to hit on before we move on? Um, well, oh, Kimbrel, by the way, you think they're in on Kimbrel at all? I mean, obviously, if he's going to take a one or two year deal, maybe. But no, I don't think so. I think so too. I think it's I, very unlikely. Yeah, I think they're good. I think okay. they're. I think they're fine. On I think Kimbrel. Keiko more likely than Kimbrel is what I'd say. Yeah, I would say that. I would try to trade Nick Williams now on a Robbie Ray trade. Um, I think it's about where I'm at. I think it's about where I'm at. Oh, and my guy to pull off uh, Harper's helmet is Scott Kingery. Oh, I like that. That could be his job. Just all you got to worry about, Scott. Pull Bryce's helmet off. Our little bat boy. He's a hair guy, too. He's got the kind of popped up hair. I like that. All right. Uh, spring training, Jack. You have been... Uh, You've had the ability to watch. These games are usually during my show, so it's hard for me to watch these games. Sucks, I've not bro. caught as much spring training as I would like. Um, what have you been seeing? Uh, I want to start with Arietta. Um, So I have... like. I've pretty much excommunicated myself from Jake Arrieta. <laughs> I, As has the rest of Philadelphia, I, Jack. I truly... It's a pretty common theme, I would say. By the way, it was this time last week that Bryce Harper signed with the Phillies. It's 256. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. That I was... Uh, remember remember Wednesday hallway. last week? I was like, we're not getting them. Yeah, well, <laughs> I wasn't. I, I never wavered. I just, I, I didn't get it. I was like, why do I believe the, the rumors? Why am I not going to believe the rumors before and believe this stuff now? Regardless, um, I think vast majority of people, again, they played taps on Marks and Reese <laughs> the day before he signed. So. I know. It was crazy. So, um, happy anniversary uh, happy to the anniversary. best week of my life. Oh, what a week. What a week. But Arietta, I, I tell you what, man. Did like, you know that Bryce Harper has heard of the High Ups podcast? And yes. Harper, okay. I just want to make sure. Cut. 
Did I black out when I said that? <laughs> you're darn, <laughs> you're darn <laughs> right. Jack and I just texting each other in all caps. He it's said like, it. What is happening? I know. So Arietta, man, I watched it start on Sunday. I went back and rewatched it. He threw three perfect endings. And it, so I had a guy down there tell me he was hitting 94. Which is, I mean, that's huge. Which is remarkable. That's huge. And he just looked, he looked way more comfortable. Like the one thing, I, I whenever I watched Arietta last year, and I know he has the crossfire motion, but I thought he cut himself off too much when he was trying to finish. Yesterday he was smooth getting. He got fully through his through his rotation. And last year I never thought he really did that. I thought he was cutting himself off, and it really hurt his ability to get glove side. So like in the start against the Twins, he was getting inside on lefties easily, and it wasn't like Nola's fastball where it comes all the way back, but it was close enough to where like he needs that pitch. And I think from a tunneling perspective, I think he should just—I don't want him to throw his slider curveball, whatever it is, as much as 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 like last year, because I think I think his future right now is a is a sinker ball or changeup guy, or like a or like a split where they both tunnel from the same arm slot. So where like he has a two scene that comes in at ninety four, but can also split it a little bit on his fingers, and it comes in at like 80, 85, 86. And I think that's a better plan for attack because I think last year guys just spit all over his spit all over his splitter because I don't think it, it never really had a chance of being in a strike zone. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think he could throw it for strikes. I think yeah. that was a part of his mechanics. And this year it seems like he went into this offseason and he wanted to figure out his fastball location because fastball location is the most important thing in pitching like it just sets up everything else mm-hmm. and i what i what was most encouraging about sunday was that he was he was dotting his fastball like wherever he wanted to put it he was putting it and when i watched him last year he had no problem getting inside the righties but once lefties came up it was just like we're lefties gonna, murdered him last like, year they're, they're just spitting on everything like because he, could, he couldn't get inside he couldn't scare him at all so um and then if he can have a tumbling little splitter away to lefties it's just game over so <laughs> i mean look 94 if he's hitting 94 at all i mean that's huge right and I, I and just the way it was an easy ninety four. Like last year when he got to ninety four, it was like he's really effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an easy ninety four. So if they can get Arietta to to bounce back and be some semblance of the sixteen Arietta, he doesn't have to be fifteen. Arietta. I mean, it, that, that's the type of thing that could win them the World Series. Like it's like that big a deal. If Jake Arietta can actually be a two for them, and I would said I'll take him as a three. Give me a give me a classic three from Arietta, and it's a big deal. Um. Look, I think it's one of those things where there aren't going to be many Phillies fans who are going to believe that because of what they saw last year until they actually see it with their eyes. But it is one of those things where it's not like it's not outlandish to make the case. The torn meniscus certainly yes. plays a role. You look at the second half, the short spring training last year, you yep. know, coming in late. Like there are reasons to say, oh, maybe it wasn't just a velocity dip. Maybe he's not cooked. Maybe these other factors. And again, he's never going to be a 2015 guy again. That's just done. But I think there is a real chance that he could have a bounce back season, and, and that would be that would be massive for this team. Just be be oh four Derek Lowe. <laughs> You're asking for a little bit here, right? <laughs> I mean, oh four Derek Lowe is a a, a hero for Boston. No, I just I I, I be, Look, a sink, I think be a sinker ball changeup guy who pitches amazing in big games. Um, sure. and, and I think Derek Lowe doesn't have the didn't have the swing and miss stuff that Arietta can have. And I don't think Arietta's sinker ball is as as hard no. as Lowe's, obviously. But I like the idea. Yeah. If he could be, if he could be a guy who gets a bunch of you know sixty percent ground balls or something crazy like that, can can get the ball on the ground, and he will definitely help with better defense. It, he, he's yeah. going to be the person helped the most. Yeah. He is the the pitcher who's well, helped the better too. But <laughs> I, I think more so Arietta, especially with the mentality and all that. I felt like look, he complained about the defense so much last year. It felt the shifts that obviously that that. Famous quote that came, you know that he uh, had yeah. about the shifts and all that. I do think it affected him mentally as well. So I think just 
No, I mean you're you're a pitcher. Like if you have guys back there, you know are going to have your back. You're just a little bit more comfortable for sure pitching. For sure. Um, so I listen. I, I think he's going to have a good. I think he's going to have a good season. I'm excited. I'm actually more in on Jake Arrieta than I thought I was going to be. Um, so I, I was really impressed. I I thought he looked great, and he was he was actually fooling guys, and he was setting up pitches. He was tunneling. I. I was all in. I, I really did thoroughly enjoy it. Larry Boa said yesterday his stuff looks unbelievable. I that, so yeah. um I, I, I I'm really happy with Arietta. Now, um Pavetta. So Pavetta touched ninety nine in which I, I, I almost <laughs> fell off my chair. For as excited as I am about Bryce Harper, it was the same reaction when Pavetta hit ninety nine. So uh oh. it was ninety nine, but man was he all over the place. And the one thing I realized, and I don't know if it was on purpose or if it was not on purpose or he was just jittery. I couldn't tell if it was jitters or a plan. He was much quicker to the plate. And I like the idea of him becoming much quicker to the plate because it kind of jumps on hitters. And last year when you're as slow and as deliberate as he is, guys can kind of sit back and jump on you rather than speed it up a little bit, get the momentum going, down the mound. It just helps you get down the mound faster. And I thought was, I thought that was a little bit better, but it did hurt his uh, his location. Um, also had no feel for the curveball, but that's fine. It was spring training start one. The pitch we have to talk about is mm-hmm. the freaking changeup. That it was a, it was to Matt Carpenter to a lefty. Fell it, it, it was it was it fell right off the table. It was thing of beauty for as much as he was. It fell off the table. I also fell off the table. <laughs> of course, for did. how good that changeup was. If he can harness <laughs> that, it's a difference between the Phillies going to the NLCS and the World Series. Wow. So it's um, a strong statement. He looked fin- he looked okay. I, I was kind of disappointed with his fastball location. Um, but but this, the, the stuff was there. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was the jitters or not. We'll see how spring training. First start. Look, first start. He was definitely jacked And up. it's spring training. So yes. I'm not going to freak out one way or the other, but yes. obviously so, we are uh, very excited about Pavetta here. That's the Pavetta report. It was a, an, I mean, it's just got to be a weekly thing now. <laughs> Speaking of which, we're starting with two weeks. Two shows oh, a week, yes. baby. That is coming up. We're going to start doing two shows a week. It's time. We had to. Yeah, we should have done two shows this week. It's we should have. That was our fault. It's um, mea culpa. That's why we're going extra long for this one, how about that? Yeah, we're going very long. Yeah, um, we're so, only an hour in. So. Are we really? <laughs> yeah, 55. Oh, I don't care. Whatever. I'm keep going. Um, Pavetta was okay, but 99 and the changeup was encouraging. McCutcheon is swinging a hot bat. He looks great. He looks like we're going to get a version of post-MVP McCutcheon, not Wash McCutcheon. Uh, and again, preface with spring training is spring, spring training, training but, yeah. the ball, but whatever. Gene Segura does not strike out. <laughs> JT Romito is amazing. Uh, JT, that I, I did see that homer yet. He murdered that baseball. Yeah, Sir Anthony is going to be an all star. Um, and that's all I got. Cole Irvin reminds me of J Hap. <laughs> Even though I don't love Cole Irvin, he reminds me of J. I like the comp. Yeah. I like the comp. Cool. Jay um, took a while to figure it out, too. You get all your hypotheticals out, too? <sighs> I don't know. We'll, get, we'll work on it. We'll figure some more in there. Um, all right. Um, Philly loaded? Philly loaded. <laughs> so uh, I actually had that written down, too. I think we have to determine that Philly loaded. What the, is it? We gotta no, figure, So it's obviously the loading and then loaded. They're, they're part and parcel. Right. But this is, the def, this is the official High Hopes definition of Philly loaded. Okay. Good. Sunday, there's a 1 o'clock Eagles game against the Giants. Heading over to the ballpark for an 8.30 Philly's playoff oh, game. Oh, buddy. Philly will be loaded at that point. Oh, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. One o'clock bird straight into oh, a playoff game? I'm so game? excited. Remember that? Like, That's Remember Philly what loaded. that felt like? Oh. That is Philly loaded. Okay. I can get down with that. Yeah. I'm Philly loaded. Yeah. We're, well, Philly will be loaded. That's for sure. Well, we all are. <laughs> we drink a beer again, Jack. We're yeah. good to go, baby. Be hammered. Um, all right. A uh, few other things. Trout. Uh, trout. Uh, let's just do it. Trout. Trout. So, 
Mike Trout. Mike, Mike Trout. He, First of all, I think you made a great point. You're, I love the tweet you had. You said, you're like, guys, let's think about this for a second. Mike Trout solicited Bryce Harper to come to the Phillies while he's playing for another team in Major League Baseball. I mean, that in and of itself is so astounding to think about. And then Harper comes here and, uh, first of all, alludes to it in the press conference. He's like, you know, there's a guy coming up in 2020, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, my God, he mentioned that's so cool. Then he goes on Mark's reason is just, like, blatant. He's like, you're crazy if, I'm not, if you don't think I'm going after Mike Trout. And then he says, I said what I said. Jack! <laughs> Jack! Jack! Uh, it, Bill, listen. I have to call Bryce Harper Jack Harper. If Bryce Harper gets Mike Trout here, build him a statue. Like oh, it, it, like it's just unbelievable. Like like Mike Trout, Mike Trout, who plays for the Angels, was basically selling Bryce Harper on playing in Philadelphia. It's, like it's it's. Do Angels fans realize that they don't have any fans, so they wouldn't. But if they did, oh well, how, how could you not? Well, like what's funny is I tweeted yesterday, all twelve Angels fans are mad at Bryce Harper, <laughs> and everyone's like, well, actually they had better attendance in the Phillies. It's like yeah, because it's a transplant city, and when the Red Sox and Yankees and big market teams come yes. to L.A., they fill the stadium and with their. Because the Phillies other- have been horrendous. For years, right. what are we talking about? And who wouldn't want to go see Shohei Otani and Mike Trout? Like, sure. congratulations, you have twelve fans. No one cares about you. <laughs> um, but I've been to that stadium, by the way. Yeah, to watch uh, not the Angels, but it's just well, like I saw the Angels, but a long time. <laughs> but like Mike Trout was like, "Hey, yeah, go to Philly, and I'll be there in two years." There is no doubt. Hundred percent. There is no doubt in my mind that Mike Trout was like, "Listen, if you sign there, I'm coming." Well, I'll put it this way: you and I, for two years, the entirety of this podcast, were sure. That Bryce Harper was going to be a Philly, I'm like a hundred times more confident than Mike Trout is. I, I I don't see any world where Mike Trout isn't. He said I don't care if the Angels offer him ten for five hundred. Like I just I think he's coming here. So they ta- he tabled the contract five hundred. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't I, I don't think he wants to be there. He like, tabled period. he tabled the contract extensions. They're not oh, talking man. about it until after the no. season. Let's after the season, go. they only have a year and a half of him at that. All point. right. So here's the question: When do you trade for him? Because you can obviously wait the two years, like Harper's saying, I'm going to court him, and he'll come here. He'll sign here in two years. But we can get him sooner. We can get him sooner. And especially if it's a situation where, whether public or not, where he goes to the, the Angels and says, hey, so I'm signing with the Phillies after 2020, um, so trade me there. Cool. Yeah, I mean that's definitely the, the thing that I understand your scenario. It's just that's so with not Mike Trout. Tra- uh, yeah, it's not his it's style. It's so not Mike Trout. It's not his style. It's just what? not. Right, and he's just not that kind of guy. So everyone's like, "Well, he could demand trades." I don't think he's going to do that. I, I, unless, I he, unless he just unless he discreetly says, "I'm not resigning here." Well, that that's what I think could happen. And I think, I think it could happen is if you say, "I'm not resigning here." Find your best deal, and and I'll tell you which one I'll accept. And then the Phillies will be one of those best deals. When I feel be. like I feel like Mike, I feel like Mike would do them a service, being like, "Listen, I'm not going to resign here. Do the best you can do in a deal. I don't want to leave you guys with nothing." Yeah. I think that I think that's the way Mike Trout goes about it. He's not a bad guy. He's a loyal and, and guy. And look, I, look, the Angels drafted him. They gave him his start. They've paid him a lot of money. I, I it seems like Mike Trout would not be one to just be like, "All right, screw you guys, I'm out." I agree with you. I, right. I, I, he's not going to stay there, but I do think he will be upfront with them about it. Yes, and it could even be this trade deadline. I don't think it'd be this trade deadline. It could be. I think it'll be. I mean, that that would probably be peak value. Um, but I mean, either look, way, if you're the Angels. You should trade him as soon as you can. Assuming you know, which it really feels like there's no chance he resigns there. I mean, immediately. The second you can. Uh, we'll see. You get more time with him. You get more value out but of what him. But what I think people don't understand when they're talking it's about... It's also hard to trade the best players in spots. But go ahead. When, when you're talking about trading the best player in baseball, and uh, especially a guy like Mike Trout, like 
What a lot of people don't understand, and everyone's like, well, you're going to have to give up everything for him. It's like, that's not the case. No. He's a, he has a full no-trade that, clause. That was my point, is they don't have to give up everything. So he, can, he has to, not only do they have to find a deal for him, they also have to, he also has to prove wherever he goes. So he can turn down wherever and just force his way to Philly the same way Giancarlo Stanton did. Exactly. And it turns into Starling Castro and nothing else for Giancarlo Stanton. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it would be that bad, but like... Am I tr- will I trade them Herrera, Bohm, Medina, and like Hazlier, Moniac? That's my that's my deal. Take right it, now, find it. Find you. I'll do it right listen, now. If you if you go to the Angels and say find a better deal than that, sure, because they can't. Because Mike Trout's only it's either here or the Yankees. Like really, that's that's realistic. Um, and and he has to approve of every trade that he gets traded to, or every trade that gets brought to him. So it's not going to cost it. People are like, "Well, it's going to cost them Nola and Hoskins." It's like, I, I couldn't. Be- I thought that was asinine. <laughs> like asinine. They listen. just wait two years. Like they're not trading Aaron Nola for you. You have Aaron Nola to be your ace to win with Mike Trout, right? Not to trade for Mike Trout. That's the other great part about the Bryce Harper signing is is obviously it's Bryce Harper, but like. Now it's not we don't we have to wait two years for Trout. Like we, now it's like we can have fun now and he, then. Here's the difference. It goes from it goes from hey Mike, come put us over the top versus hey Mike, come save us. And that's a way better scenario for Mike Trout to walk into. Because I think if it was Mike Trout save us, then there's a pressure of the whole region on totally. him. Totally. And now it's like, hey, let's build baseballs for a super team. Totally. No, and and that's really what it feels like. I, I, and it Harper's already the face of the sport, so Trout can kind of just be Mike Trout. Be Mike Trout. He just, Mike Trout doesn't want to be the face of the sport. He would be if he wanted to be. He's the best player, bar none. He doesn't want to be. He's made it very clear. Rob Manfred freaking called him out for it. Rob Manfred, which was crazy. But Rob Manfred was like, yeah, if Mike wants to be more of a star, he's got to help us. Like Mike Trout and Bryce Harper would f- would form baseball's first super team, and it would be the best thing for the sport. It would be the best thing for baseball. And while Manfred may have sent a letter to the Phillies yesterday, he's probably saying, keep doing it. Dude, he is <laughs> jacked. There is Manfred, so- there is nothing he wants more. Again, it, there's a reason it was the number one headline on ESPN. All right? There's a reason that, that this stuff happens in basketball and, it, and people talk about the NBA all the time. Like, this works. It, it creates awareness. It creates excitement. It creates eyes on your sport. Right. And that's good. It's great. It's great. It's so, what you want. so shout out to Bryce Harper for yes. saving baseball. You save baseball in this town and save baseball overall. So, um, so I, I love him. Keep tampering. Like, I love him so much. It's listen. The High Host Podcast will pay all of your tampering fees. Oh, done. Yes, <laughs> we might need some help. From yes, the listeners. But I would say regardless, uh, I, like I, I might love Bryce Harper more than any non-family member that I have. Like, I love him so much. Yeah. I'm, I, he feels like a, he feels like a, a, fr- a friend of the pod already. Oh, I love you, Bryce. But um, come on the pod, buddy. Come on the pod. But yeah, I, I, Trout in two years. Listen, I if they can if they can, whenever they can if they want to trade for him, it's fine. If not, just wait because he's coming anyway. I'm good with it. I he's keep, coming. Look, I think Bryce tampering. Harper doesn't like just the fact that Bryce Harper is doing all this stuff. The fact they talked about them talking. The fact that he's being so open about it. Just it. Look, it has to at least tell you that these and guys they're at least have talked talking. About it. That's the point. It yeah. has to tell you they've talked about. It. Right. It's something that has it's not just Bryce Hart being like, ha, buddy, I'm gonna go say something crazy here. They've talked about it. Right. It's a real thing. All people are like, oh, Trout's never coming here. You're wrong. Like he look, things could happen, we never know. Like I said, the Angels might offer him ten years, five hundred million, and the union says, Bro, you're taking that contract. We don't care, you're setting records, you're whatever. Um I think it is incredibly likely he's here. And and just to say that it's it's never gonna happen is just a dumb thing to say because it's it's very likely going to happen. And I will say it's more realistic now. For I sure. think significantly more. Getting Bryce Harper opened up the door. Oh, even more. Man. 
Even more. What didn't getting Bryce Harper do? <laughs> what hasn't this done for us, for this franchise, for this fam? It is just, uh, again, and that's the, we talked about it. It's really like all these moves in tandem are so perfect together. It, it's it's a team that's put together that makes sense together. Harper being that piece that you needed to really feel great about the offseason. But just this this one guy, man, and what he's done and what he represents for us as Phillies fans. Rejuvenated, rejuvenated a fan base. Overnight. Oh, like that. It's 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 again, like you said, like the Phillies are the most popular thing in Philadelphia right now. Like we've they're talk, the number one thing. We've talked about Bryce Harper for a month now. I know. <laughs> like it's well, dude, Nick Foles left and no one cared. No one cared. Brandon Graham got re-signed to a three year extension. No one cared. Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson. No one cares because Bryce Harper is here. Last night the Sixers lost and we had all the reaction on on the station at, at night and everyone's like, Man, I'm so upset. But we but got Bryce, Bryce Harper. Harper. Yeah, literally, we got three calls, and they were like, "They were like, yeah, the Sixers lost, suck, but we have Bryce Harper." And Rob Ellis kept oh. being like, "You're damn right, we do. You're damn right, we do." Jack, yes. I'm, I'm. Uh, this is awesome. I know. This is this is really good. All right, couple things we got to mention. Yes. Coming up, April second. April sixth. April sixth. April second is the first game in Washington. April second is the first game in Washington. Maybe there's and something I, up there too. I, you you're not going, but I, there's a strong chance that I'm going. Oh, really? With the fans of Philly trip. So. Oh, well, maybe I can make it happen too. Eh. Okay, but it's a it's. I mean, we leave at noon. So. Oh well, then I'll have my show. So thank you. <laughs> so that's the only tough part. Well, but me and Joe way. Giglio, we may be going. So okay. If you if you look for the fans of Philly trip, I we, you'll hear within the next 24 hours if we can go. Um, but and, April 6th, we are definitely going. Right, so April 6th. So there's a there's a foundation called... Not the, to Washington, Citizens Bank right, Park. This is uh, It's against the Twins. It's April 6th. It's uh, the, the Fight and Frankie Foundation. Um, so it's a family from my area, a kid that I grew up playing baseball with. His name uh, is Nick Felicioni, and he lost his brother to uh, drug addiction or whatever. So they're doing a, a night at the ballpark. April 6th, they've, they've blocked out 500 tickets. They've sold 400... No, they've sold... 380 of them, so there's 120 tickets left. Um, they're only $20, so if you look at tickets now, it's like, holy smokes. Way more than that. Like, my friend my friend bought a, uh, a 17 game pack, and they're $35 at face value. Now they're going for $139. That's like the old days. Yeah, but, you know, you don't need Bryce Harper here. Right, anyway. Well, well, baseball's dead, so. <laughs> so baseball's dead. So if you go on my Twitter page, and James will t- tweet it out I am well. going to tweet it out. So if you go to my Twitter page, uh, James will tweet it out. It's my pinned tweet. If you go on there, follow the link location. Um, if you want to just look it up yourself, it's uh, – wait, I think I have – whatever. It's phillies.com slash Frankie. Uh, and we are going to be there. And we will be there. We will be there but together it, it, at a baseball game. Right. It supports a great cause. It's a 205 game, a fun day game on a Saturday. Yeah, so twenty dollars tickets is an absolute steal. Come hang with us. The and you hang with box. us. The right. high hopes. Well, it's like a mini high hopes night. We're it's, gonna do high hopes nights. This yes. is like a a preview. You get an extra high hope night for twenty bucks. Right. So let's let's lay this out. One helping a great cause. Yep. Striking out addiction is what they're is, it's is a, their hashtag. A great cause. I've so, had many so, friends who've had issues. It is a, is a great cause. Helping with that, you hang out with us and our and when? our and our dope wives. Yes, Jill and, and Emily in attendance. Yeah, I think my parents are going. So maybe you'll see, maybe see the, 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 the people behind the operation, yeah. even though they don't like sports. So Papa Fritz. <laughs> he doesn't know anything about baseball, so don't ask him about <laughs> it. <laughs> um, um, and $20 tickets. What, uh, yeah. what more could you ask for? You really can't. Like, and again, a fun Saturday at the ballpark to see him beat the Twins. It's going to be awesome. Right. $20 so tickets. So. Come hang out. I'll tweet it out. Jack's pin tweet. 
Um, that's going to be awesome. It'll yes. be our first game of the year together, all that stuff of, of many more coming. So, um, And we will be at opening day. We will be, yeah. We won't be in the stands, per se. But, but hey, if we have a meetup point, we'll let you know. I'm just going to be, I don't even want to be. I, I, hate, need, listen, I like, hate the press box. Oh, I, I like having the press James. pass. I hate the press box. James, James. When when Bryce Harden makes that first run out to right field, we I'm not right I'm field. not going to be in the press well, box. Well, uh, Jack, uh, I believe the. Do you remember the last time we were in the press box together? I got yelled at for clapping right. because I can't be in a press box. Well, I'm he, a fan and I can't I can't hold it in. It's some just would who say, I am. Some would say me and James are the most objective Phillies. Yes, yes. <laughs> Phillies, right? Uh, uh, Is objective fans? the yeah. right word? We're very we're objective. For you? Yes, I would say so. So seriously, coming out, um, it's going to be awesome, and you get to go to a Phillies game. Yeah, like let's a, do it. So. A win. Yeah. Uh, Fritzy. Final thought. Final thought. This is very on brand for me. <laughs> this whole podcast has been on brand for you, but yes. The Phillies signed Miguel Tejada Jr. last week. It was the same day as Bryce Harper signing. Like, actually, is that Miguel Tejada's kid? Yes. Get out of here. Yeah, no, they signed him. Yeah. He was a big Miggy guy. He won me a fantasy title one year. When he was all rooted up. When he, yeah, we had like 150 <laughs> RBI. He led the league in RBI. I was like, what is happening right now? Yeah, it's great. So uh, they signed Miguel Tejada Jr. on the same day as the Bryce Harper signing. Which is more important, you say? Uh, <laughs> but Mag- I, for what it's worth, as a general rule and everything specific, I do like uh, kids of former ball players as as professional athletes. I think it. I think there's an extra thing of growing up around teams, doing all that stuff. I think it matters. Obviously, you need talent, but I do like that. right. And that's my main point: is that the Phillies signed a former MVP's kid, Love it. and look how that's turned out for the Blue Jays. It's um, <laughs> true. I mean, seriously, Vlad yes, Guerrero Jr. Bobachet, the best hitter to come up in the. I mean, and Bichette's great too. And BGO's kid. I mean, Vlad Vlad Guerrero Jr. If you haven't seen him play, and he'll probably be up like a couple weeks in April because stupid service time it. issues. It's the worst. <laughs> but uh, uh, maybe the the best minor league hitter ever, ever? like legitimately <laughs> ever. Like he's, he's Miggy reincarnated. So, yeah, he's he's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, so. he's ridiculous. So um, Miguel Deada Jr. I think that's an important signing. He was signed last year by the White Sox, but got busted for PEDs like pops. So nice. I don't care. Give me the PED, guys. Me too. I don't care. Come on. Listen, he's big. He's big, yeah. tall, and has strong hands. I'm all in. <laughs> that's um, all you need. It's, it's all he's I need. Jack Fritz Jr. Over that's here. all I need. So uh, that is my final thought, I think. Let me make sure I have nothing else written down here. Um, but yeah, this has been the longest podcast of my life, but it's also been the best it's podcast. It's been great. And, uh, and again, we did it cause we owed you two this week. We should have done it. We're yes. doing two next week. And then from then on, just two weeks. Right. That's how we roll. Right. And, uh, rate and review the podcast as always. It really makes Jack happy. Yes. And spread uh, the word. And spread the word. Yeah. I, uh, you know. If you have a friend that's looking for an yeah, actually insightful into the Phillies fun again. baseball podcast, just send them our like way. Like those friends of yours who are just out on the Phillies for the last eight years. And they're back now. And they already bought their Bryce Harper jersey. Just say, okay, listen to these guys. You By the way, that's it. one thing. There's one thing. I Listen, I don't care if you're a bandwagon. Like, oh, I don't care. Come I, on in. I want Citizens Bank Park full it's, again. Look, they stunk for a long Baseball is 162 games. When your team is 30 games under 500 in August, like, really? Like, that's, I don't blame you. I I, I understand. It That's tough to watch. Right. I get it. Come on back. Welcome back. Come on back. Give me some rally towns. Be a part of the High Hopes family. Um, so definitely rate and review the podcast again, April 6th, check out the tweets and, uh, we'll mention it next week and the week after and all that as well. But, um, uh, please, please come out, meet us. We would love to meet you guys. We'll be wearing our high hope shirts. Um, just like the shirt that, just like underneath, we'll make it work. It is the, the shirt that is featured in a picture with Bryce Harper and Maggie, whatever. <laughs> Never forget Bryce. We love you. Your favorite podcast. Um, and again, I just, what a week, man. <laughs> What a week! What, what a week! A week. Uh, it's, just been, it's been a, it's been a it's week been of just week. dunking on people. It's just the best week. I, a, I told you, uh, Tucker. I uh, works here. Our good buddy Tucker. 
uh, described our last podcast as a 35-minute victory lap, and I thought that was pretty good. Well, this is now 115. <laughs> this is a, an hour and 15 minutes of, of right. victory laps. Rate and review the pod. Um, we will be back Monday. We're coming back sooner. Um, so two pods next week. So uh, for Fritz, I'm Seltzer. Thanks for listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.